Genesis 31 and 2. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in God's stead who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? Am I in God's place to withhold the fruit of the womb? Children are given by God. You know, here Jacob says, Am I God not to give you children? That means it is God who gives us children and it is God who does not give us children. Now, generally, once you're married, you know, you get children. That is God's general plan for most of us. But God also has special plan for some people. And God doesn't give them children for whatever reason God sees fit. For them, God may have some other special plan. God may use them more in the ministry to take care of others' children or to be help to the church or in whatever other way God sees it fit to use them. But that is special. You know, some people worry that they have no children. I think there is no need to worry. They say, well, who will take care of us when we are old and things like that. But you who have children, do you have any guarantee that your children will take care of you when you are old? There is absolutely no guarantee. I, I, I know a, a woman, a neighbor of ours, uh, who wish if she had no children. No, many boys, she has many boys. But there are parents like that. I wish if we had no children. You know, the situation is so bad. Huh? So, our guarantee of our older days is not in the hands of our children. It is in the hand of God. God is the one who gives us children. God is the one who withholds children. Now, generally, our children take care of us when we are old. That is true. But our dependence is never on our children. If you have no children, God will make other arrangements to take care of you. So you don't have to be discouraged or disappointed that you have no children. God has some special plan for you. Find out what that plan is and go according to that. Now, these children whom God gives us, as we read here, God gives us children. In, uh, in the book of Psalms also, we read the same thing. Psalm 127, verse 3, we read that children are a heritage given by God. They are like a gift to us. You know, when you receive a gift, what do you do? If someone gives you a gift, you do at least two things. You thank the giver. That's the first thing we do, Lord. Thank you. Uh, if, if someone gives you a gift... You say thank you. And then you keep that gift. These are the two things we do. You thank the giver and you keep the gift. You see, a gift is something that, you know, someone who loves us gives us. And the giver decides what gift to give. I have no right to dictate terms to one who wants to give gifts to me. If I'm getting married or if I'm moving into a new house... My friends might bring some gifts. Well, they decide what to give me. I don't demand anything. I, I, I cannot say, I want this particular thing only. No. But that is what many parents do. You got me? 
they demand from god in india or maybe in south india in the north also it may be like that people think that only boys are god's gifts that is simply not true even believers think like that huh even believers give preference to boys uh, that is actually uh, the result of your mind not being renewed if our mind is renewed properly we will see that whether they are boys or girls they are god's gifts it is god who decides whether to give us boys or girls it doesn't make any difference god has a definite plan for our families so he decides whether he should give us boys or girls all girls or all boys or mixed that's up to him to decide we have no say in the matter we don't have to be discouraged or be unhappy in some in in any of those things it is not our choice so god has a definite plan for each family you know in the book of genesis we read in the very first chapter god uh, telling adam eh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth genesis 128 god blessed them and said be fruitful and multiplied and replenish the earth and subdue it so god fulfills his plan for this world through families and children born in those families so family is something very very important to god family is the link through which god carries out his plan for the world when he decided to destroy the whole earth in the book of genesis it was through one man's family that god continued his plan for the world noah and his family so families are very important in the plan of god remember your family is also very important your children are very important to god god has a plan for your family god wants to accomplish certain things in and through your family if you see it that way you'll be very very happy to have children and also to bring up children in the fear of god because you are there in the place of god you are bringing them up for god you remember when uh, the baby moses when he was small you know when he was a baby uh, uh, pharaoh's daughter found him in the river and then moses sister called his own mother and pharaoh's daughter said nurse him for me i'll pay you you take care of him for me i think that is what god tells every parent you take this child ah uh, and care for him for me children belong to god they are in our hands only for a season only for some time you see they actually does not belong to us that is why god doesn't ask our permission before taking them you know god takes some children even when they are small god doesn't ask the parent can i take your child he never asks anyone why doesn't he ask if they belong to us god would definitely have asked us permission before taking them he doesn't ask us permission because they don't belong to us they belong to god god gives them into our hands to nurse them to bring them up to fulfill god's plans for some time god has a plan for this world and we are all integral parts links in that plan and our family also is a link in god's great sovereign plan for this world so look at your family like that we are here because god established us to be here we have children because god has a plan for our children also 
So remember, they belong to God. And we are training them up for God. To fulfill God's plans. So we need to help our children to grow up into the persons that God intended them to be. That is our job. So we need a lot of grace and a lot of wisdom. Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, in Judges chapter 13, we read about a, a family that is uh, Manoah and his family. And when the angel appeared to uh, Manoah's wife and told her about the son that was going to be born, and then later she conveyed that message to her husband. And there is a very uh, um, good prayer that they make uh, on behalf of this child to, the, to that angel. In chapter 13 of Judges and verse 12, you know, they are asking this angel, How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? That means, how shall we bring up this child for God? They are asking that angel, please tell us how to bring up this child. How to bring up this child. What shall we do with this child? That should be our prayer also. God, you give us wisdom. Tell us how to bring up this child. You know, I have four daughters and six grandchildren now. And uh, I have realized that this is one area where you need a lot of wisdom. Probably you need more wisdom in bringing up your children uh, than in running a multinational company. You need a lot of wisdom. See, when to say no to the children and when to say yes. When to be strict, when to be liberal. They ask you, can I go to my friend's house? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Can I go for sleepover? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Can I go out with my friends for shopping? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So when do you, uh, how do you know when to say no and when to say yes? That is where you need wisdom. You cannot always say no, 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 no. Some parents think that if they always say no, that will help their children. That may not help your children. And some people go to the other extreme of always saying yes, 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 yes. Whatever the child says, okay. Well, that's the best way to spoil your child. So, sometimes we have to say no, sometimes we have to say yes. When to say no, when to say yes. How do you know that? You don't know that. You may have a PhD in physics, but that doesn't help you in bringing up your children. You need God's wisdom. You know, in James chapter 1, there is a verse that most of you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, though it's in a different context, but I think it, we can apply that to our context also. If anyone lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who giveth liberally. You should ask in faith. So God, we need wisdom. That is what uh, uh, Samson's parents asked that angel. We need wisdom. How shall we bring up this child? What to do with this child? So it's very encouraging to know that God is ready and more than willing to give us wisdom and help us to bring up our children in the fear of God. Now, there are many biblical principles related to this. You know, the scriptures say, train up a child in the way he should go, and it shall not depart from him even when he is old. So it is our responsibility to train up our children in the ways of God. 
Don't think that they will automatically come up in the ways of God. Don't think like that. We need to train them. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, when God spoke to the children of Israel, you know, that uh, uh, well-known passage known as Shema in Deuteronomy chapter 6, there is something that we need to make a note of. Deuteronomy 6 and verse 5, the Lord says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. So the first thing mentioned here is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And second thing, then thou shalt teach thy children these truths. So before we teach our children the truths of God, we need to make sure that we love God with all our heart and walk in his ways. I've seen this in the case of many parents. They don't want to walk with God. They don't want to be spiritual. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to be involved in the things of God. But they are afraid of their children. Oh, we want our children to come up in the ways of God. My wife was running a children's club. Uh, I know, yeah, like the CEF model children's club in my, my own house. And we used to have many children from the neighborhood, even Muslims and Hindus and Christians. They all used to send their children. And I know many, uh, some of their parents. They don't walk with God. They are not interested in the spiritual things. They don't go to church. Uh, they, they are not into spiritual things. But they are very keen that their children should come up in the ways of God. Because they know that they'll, they'll get into trouble if they don't come up in the ways of God. So they send their children with great enthusiasm. But we are not to be like that. Before we teach our children to walk in the ways of God, we should make sure that we ourselves walk in the ways of God. As for me and my family... We will serve the Lord. That should be our motto. So we should first of all make sure that we are walking with God. And then we teach our children also to walk in the ways of God. See, the best way to teach our children is to live an exemplary life before them. That's the best way to teach our children. As we, you know, I was, we were talking yesterday about the family altar, having morning and evening prayer and all that. That's very good, no doubt. But more than that, we need to show through our very life that we honor and we believe. We honor God and we believe what the Bible says. And we should be those who practice biblical principles in our life. And the children should be able to see that in our life. And they should see our godliness put into practice. And they should know that Christianity is something real, practical, not just a theory, not just a religion. In many homes that's not happening. They cannot see good examples in their parents. Their parents may be going to church and may be praying, but when it comes to practical issues in life, they don't see their parents living a godly life. You remember what I explained yesterday? You know, when it says, when you sit down, when you get up, when you walk out, when you come in, thou shalt teach them. I think that means through your very lifestyle. In addition to the family prayer and all the good things that you can have, 
through your very lifestyle you should impart christian values to your children buy them valuables we very often buy them valuables but don't just give them valuables give them values that's very very important now uh, let me give an example suppose <clears throat> your neighbor comes to fight with you now this may not be applicable here but you know in kerala when you when you have a big yard and uh, uh, you know you have people living on your left and then your right and the next compound and all that see suppose they are they come to fight with you for nothing you know some parents are a good at that they fight with you for nothing they just come and shout at you for no reason uh, uh, no valid reason and then you try to maintain a very christian attitude huh you try to keep quiet or be nice to them and talk gently to them not get angry and then your your son is uh, they, they are also watching your children and they ask you that why is he shouting at you like this for no reason why can't you also shout at him that's a time when you can impart christian values to them you can tell them no they don't know god they are not god's children huh? they don't believe in god or they don't they walk in god's ways and that's why they are shouting at shouting at us like that but we are god's children you know you know what the bible said bible says you you remember what we read this morning in the family prayer love your enemies pray for them who persecute you and all that so we are christians we are not to behave like that they may shout at us that's okay because they because of their ignorance they don't know god but we are god's children we have, we have to be an example we are not to shout at people we are not to fight with people you see if you tell them that lesson at that point that will stick with your child i think all the days of his life that is probably more powerful than giving them a bible study on loving your enemies see that is what i meant by practical situation so through your very lifestyle you should teach your children the things of god that's the best method of teaching your own lifestyle so i think that is why god made it so clear here in deuteronomy 6 first you love the lord your god and then through your very lifestyle morning evening day in day out you teach these things to your children uh, one of the cef uh, staff workers uh, one brother whom many of you know uh, he once made a statement which uh, was very thought provoking he said there is no command in the bible to give secular education to our children there is no command in the bible do you know that nowhere in the bible we are asked to give secular education to our children now we must train up our child in the right way that is all right but there's no specific command to give secular education to our children but there are more than one commands in the scripture to give spiritual education to our children uh, here in deuteronomy 6 it is there in ephesians 6 it is there so we are exhorted repeatedly to give spiritual education to our children but very often we are so keen in the secular education of our children i recently heard that in uh, sometime back i heard that in, in trivandrum parents are going for tuition okay so we are so keen eh, on teaching our children so we want to give them the best education we are willing to send them anywhere in the world we are willing to spend a lot of money for them and we are very keen 
well i i'm not saying that you shouldn't send your children to school give them the good education that you can that's all right but are we keen in bringing up our children in the ways of god are we willing to spend time and spend money to give them good spiritual education what god has not directly commanded we are very keen on doing it but what god has directly commanded many of us don't take it seriously so here it's very clearly said thou shall teach them diligently unto thy children so god is pretty serious about these things the principles in god's word should be taught to our children so what we said is the best way of teaching them is to teach them through our very lifestyle and remember we are accountable to god for the children god has given us it is a difficult job but because it is god who has given us these children god will definitely give us the grace to bring these children up in the ways of god now we said children are a gift of god now i would just like to give some practical uh, tips in bringing up children in the light of god's word of course you see the bible says in psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made all of you know that passage huh we are fearfully and wonderfully made it's a miracle every child is a miracle every child is unique in the plan and purpose of god we know that our thumb impression is unique no other person in the world has the same thumb impression that i have so each child is unique miraculously fearfully and wonderfully made as the psalmist says so each child is a very important person so accept your child with the intelligence level with the color and features that he has whether it is a boy or a girl that should make no difference accept them just as they are because they are given to us by god and our responsibility is to bring them up in the fear of god so each one is uniquely formed fearfully and wonderfully made so who can estimate the worth of a child each child is very important to god we should never use derogatory remarks you know when it comes to our children some people i hope none of you do that maybe in the villages uneducated people but uh, i'm sorry to say even educated people do this sometimes they call their children all sorts of names huh i don't want to use those words you know some of those names you must have heard if you haven't used you must have heard it yeah uh, some of them call them very very derogatory names they call them with the names of some animals and things like that see you are being very foolish when you do that because animals are born only from animals if you call your child one of those names you are making yourself a fool because such animals are born only from such animals so don't use any such bad names for your children uh, your children are very important persons in the sight of god you need to accept them as they are not based on their performance you know in some families if there are two children one performs well at school and the other doesn't the parents give lot of attention to the child that performs well that is not right you should of course congratulate him encourage him and encourage the other child also to perform well but you should ne- the acceptance should never be based on performance 
Some, uh, one child may be very smart and may be good at school in her studies. The other child may not be. So don't show negligence to the child that is not smart and don't give more acceptance to the child that is smart. Never do that. Children are all equal in the sight of God. So they are worth, uh, no one can estimate the worth of a child. Accept them just as they are. And help that child to grow into the person God has meant that child to be. That is our responsibility. Bring him up to become the person God has meant that child to be. Now, husband and wife should always maintain an intimate love relationship before the children. That's, that will bring a sense of security for the children. You know, if the husband and wife are fighting, that will give them a very, very wrong message. They feel insecure about their own life. So, a husband and wife should always maintain intimacy even before your children. Your children should know that you are in love one with another. That you really love one another and care for one another. That will give them a message of security. You should feel, make them feel secure by showing your love for one another. They should feel happy and they should feel that growing up in this home is a very, very secure thing. But if the parents are not getting on well with one another, if they are shouting at each other in front of the children... That will give them a very, very discouraging message. Now, even if you have some difference of opinion, as we may all have, please don't express it in front of the children. When you are alone in your bedroom or somewhere, you can talk it out, you can settle it, but don't let the children know that you are fighting over anything. That's something very, 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 very important. And, you know, in our culture... Uh, these days in many places, it's the grandparents who bring up children, grandchildren. I want to tell you, it is our responsibility to bring up our children, not the responsibility of grandparents. God has not given them to the grandparents. See, grandparents can help. We, we all need, uh, you know, all of us uh, use our, or seek the help of our grandparents to bring up our children. Nothing wrong in that. But it is not their primary responsibility. Some people leave it to the grandparents to take care of their children. You know, recently in another place, I, I said the same thing. And after the meeting, one, one brother or sister came to me and said, Brother, that opened my eyes. Because, you know, sometimes we leave it to the grandparents. We are busy working in the office and other places. And it's our responsibility of our parents to take care of our children. That is not right. Our grandparents can definitely help. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, they shouldn't be engaged. They can help. But it is the responsibility of father and mother to bring that child up in the ways of God. Grandparents will have a lot of restrictions, especially in disciplining. You know, they find it very, very difficult to discipline your children. And if they discipline too much, you will get mad at your parents also, right? You need their help. But if you think that they are disciplining too much, then you will get angry at them. So they are in trouble. They cannot do both. So you can seek their help and assistance, no doubt. But remember, it is the responsibility of the parents to bring up children in the ways of God. Not the responsibility of grandparents. 
Now, Aya or nursery teacher, Sunday school teacher, they can all help. But it's a responsibility of the mother and father. They deserve to be attended to because they are your children. Let me say a word to the mothers. You know, there are many mothers who work. Now, I leave that to you. you. You decide that. But I just want to say that you should never neglect your responsibilities at home to go for work outside. That is something that you have to manage. And uh, your children should never be deprived of the privilege of being with you and receiving your expressions of love and affection. If those children do not get time with you or if you do not give them time, that will adversely affect them. This is a very, very important thing. You know, one thing when we uh, talk about families, this is a very, very important thing that I want to drive home. Responsibilities in a family are exclusive, not exchangeable. That means you cannot exchange it with someone else. See, if I, I was invited, I think, uh, twice before for this camp, uh, but I could not come. But you did not cancel the camp. You call somebody else. See, someone else can stand here, not necessarily me. Someone else can do my job. If your one elder retires because of ill health or some other reason, God will bring up somebody else to that position. If you retire from your office, your office is not going to close down. They'll put somebody else on your chair. In all other spheres of life, someone else can do your job. But what is important about family is, in the family, no one else can do your job. You are the only person who can play the mother to your children. No other person on earth. You are the only person who can be a father to your children. No other person can do that. In the church, someone else can do your job. In the office, someone else can do your job. But at home, no one is authorized to do your job. You know, in the scooters, we have stepney tire. Huh? If one tire gets punctured, you use the other one. Family is a system in which there is no stepney arrangement. If a father fails as a father, you fail, that's all. Huh? No one else can step into that place. If you as a mother refuse to give time to your children and take care of them properly... There is no other person on the face of this earth whom God has authorized to play your role. No one else. In your office, somebody else can do your job. But at home, no one else can do your job. So it's very, very important that as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, we ourselves have to play our roles properly. Because God has not appointed anyone else to play our role. That is something very, very important. Now, disciplining children, you know, is a very, very uh, big subject. We need to have rules in the family. What to do and what not to do. But remember, those rules have to be made clear to them. They should know what the rules are. And... Those rules should be reasonable and realistic. Don't insist on your children are getting up at 4 o'clock every day. 
They may be going to bed at 11 o'clock. Okay? Oh, no, no, you have to get up early in the morning and read your Bible. Please be, be merciful to them. Huh? If you put 4 o'clock, I think that's unreasonable. So, depending on your situation, whatever restrictions or rules you make, be reasonable. Don't demand something from them that they cannot perform, that they cannot do. So, you should be reasonable, you should be realistic in making rules, and you should make your rules known to your children. And breaking those rules should bring in disciplinary measures. When they break those rules that are clearly laid down before them. Uh, especially uh, when you discipline them, you should explain to them why you are disciplining them. Not in a vent of anger, you take a stick and uh, do a lathe charge for half an hour and then the child is wondering what went wrong with my dad. What did I do? Don't do that. Explain to your child. See, especially you should discipline them not for their childish mischiefs. You can advise them. See, they may scribble on the wall. That is because they don't know that it's wrong to scribble on the wall. They don't know. That is just a childish mistake. Huh? They may break a glass in playing around and jumping over the table. They may break a glass. Don't take it very seriously. But when they break rules like when they tell a lie, when they refuse to obey you, when they question your authority, that is when you should actually discipline them. But in many homes what you see is, when they use bad names or when they don't obey you, father and mother, they just laugh. Oh, he is always like that. But if they break a glass because you lose a lot of money on that, huh, you do a latte charge on that day. That is not right. So, for childish mistakes, mischiefs, that's a part of their age. That stage is like that. It is not something evil or wrong they are doing. That is how they are. But if they are destructive, of course, you should advise them, you should restrict them, tell them. That's okay. But disciplining them should come when they do something wrong. If they tell a lie, that is something that you need to be, that is to be seriously dealt with. If they disobey you and does not respect your, you or your wife, your father or mother, that should be addressed properly so that they will know that it's a serious business. And also, here is a special word for mothers. Don't nag. That means, don't keep on saying the same thing for three weeks. If they make a mistake, if they do something wrong, don't keep on talking about it for a long time. Some mothers are very good at that. You know, they keep on reminding their child as to what they did three weeks ago. Don't do that. You see, the Bible is a very, very practical book. I always love to say that. In, in, the, uh, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, you know, it says uh, um, in verse uh, 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Don't provoke your children to wrath. Now, here it is addressed to fathers. I think that's applicable to mothers also. Don't make your children angry. Don't discourage them. Suppose they break a cup in the morning, uh, breakfast time. They, break a, they are careless and uh, they break a cup. 
okay then you give them a half an hour lecture in the last budget also the price of the cup had gone high and how difficult it is to buy a cup these days and all that okay and then you don't stop with that at 10 o'clock the child came to ask for a, a cup mummy give me a cup of water then you say hey be careful this morning you broke one hold it tight lunch time hey keep that cup this side please this morning you broke one you remember that evening tea time i think i better give you tea in a glass tumbler because this morning you broke one please don't keep on saying that for next three weeks okay you forget about it in the morning if he did some mischief advise him and uh, tell him something and then stop with that otherwise he will feel discouraged he will feel that he has done he has committed a big crime that you keep on talking about it for days don't do that so the bible very clearly says don't provoke your children to wrath you know i remember once uh, i was in a home where they have uh, only one son very a very smart fellow so in front of him his dad is telling me brother he is a son who doesn't obey his parents you know ephesians 6:1 he's a son who doesn't obey his parents this boy also was very smart then he quoted verse 4 he said uncle is a father who provokes his children to anger <laughs> so remember your children also they are also going to sunday school they also know bible verses if you quote verse 1 they will quote verse 4 okay so be careful when you when you quote bible verses another thing don't throw bible verses at them okay don't throw bible verses at them like a bomb huh that is not good you can you can tell them things from the bible what the scripture says but don't use it as a as a means to uh, uh, punish them or make them feel discouraged firmness and kindness should go together you should be firm in the things in which you should be firm at the same time you should be willing to show kindness also and when you discipline your children if you're spanking them or using a rod uh be reasonable in doing that don't do a lathe charge for half an hour as i said earlier huh maybe one or two or three may be enough i think huh so explain to them why you are doing it and do that firmly and do that properly you shouldn't uh, 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 you know overreact and there's another thing that we need to remember our children are not given to us as objects on which we can quench our anger that is what goes wrong in some families the father gets so angry he may be short tempered by nature and he wants to finish all his anger on this child that is not right god has not given you this child so that you can finish all your anger on him you can discipline him but not too much in anger if you are not in control yourself don't discipline him you should discipline him only when you are in control of yourself he did something wrong and the mother reported to you and when you came back from office you lost control you lost your temper and whatever you saw in your hand chapel or belt or whatever you began to beat him please don't do that if you cannot control your anger if you are too much angry you hit the wall that's the best thing to do okay then your anger will come down you give you hit the wall and your anger will come down don't hit your child your child is not an object for you to quench your anger you should discipline him firmly 
But at the same time, you should make sure that you are in control of yourself when you discipline him. It is very important that you keep your promises to your children. That's very important. That's how they know that you are a trustworthy person. Now, suppose you say, in the camp, in the meeting, if you keep quiet, when we go back after the meeting, I'll get you an ice cream. Now, whether you should say that or not is up to you. I'm not saying that you must promise that. But if you are doing it, okay? And the child controlled himself very much in the meeting because he loves ice cream. And after the meeting, you're going home. You forgot all about what you said, but the child doesn't forget. And on the way, there is an ice cream shop. And the child says, Daddy, ice cream! Then you say, what ice cream? I'll give you one. Don't say like that. If you promise to give him ice cream, you must give him ice cream. Otherwise, don't promise it. If you don't want to give, don't promise it. But if you promise something, make sure that you do it. And if you cannot keep your promise, suppose you say, this evening I'll take you out to the park. You must make sure that you do that. But for some reason, if you cannot do that, suppose you had something urgent in the office or some other thing, you must explain to your child that I wanted to take you out today, but today I'm not able to do that. Maybe tomorrow I'll do that. And you must make sure that you keep your word. That is how children know that you keep promises, that you are trustworthy. So your children must be able to say, if my dad says something, that must be true. That should be the confidence that you should build in the hearts of your children about you. If my parents say something, that must be true. Your children must have that confidence in you. So never tell a lie to them. And always keep promises. And <clears throat> maintain open communication with your children. That's something very important. Talk to your children when they come back from school. Ask them what was going on in the school today. Get to know their friends. Uh, it's good even if their friends come to your house so that you can know them. Or when you go to the school, get to know their friends. So maintain a good open level of communication with your children so that they will have the freedom to come and tell you what happened. Even if they make a mistake, they should have the freedom to tell you what they did. Otherwise, what will happen is if by mistake they did something and they are afraid of you, they have no freedom to tell you, they'll keep it in their heart and that will affect them. Even when they have failed, you should have given them enough freedom to come and report to you what they failed in. So, talking to your children is very important. Try to find out what goes on in their life, what goes on in their personal life. And always keep a watch, especially these days, on what they are watching. If they are using TV or, you know, these days children have to use internet because many things at school have to do with internet and all that. If it is necessary, make sure that they are watching the right thing. If they ever have to use a phone, I don't know if it is necessary, but if it is, make sure that they are looking at the right thing. They are not misusing these gadgets that you have given them. You need to keep a watch on them. Don't allow them to be secretive all the time. If they don't talk at all and uh, you know, if they keep everything away from you, you have to be extra careful. You need to know what they are doing, where they are going, what they are watching, who their friends are, who they are talking to over the phone. Those things are very, very important, especially in these days. 
and parents should be willing to listen to what their children say don't immediately answer them or give them solutions when they start saying something don't immediately say oh i know this is what you should do don't don't do that listen to what they say and at the end of it if you have to say something you may say something but before they finish don't jump up with your answers they want a listening ear from the parents and as you take care of these things you will see them growing up as good children and when it comes to spiritual things we must never compel our children to accept the lord you must definitely share the gospel with them and especially in family prayer try to explain biblical truths to them but you should never compel your children to accept the lord i think some people make the mistake even some evangelists make the mistake of doing that uh, they share things with their with children and they uh, they you know the children feel as if this evangelist will not let them go unless they accept the lord see his friends are waiting outside to play cricket you see he is in a hurry to go but this man says I, i as if he says i won't let you go unless you make a decision now and the little fellow says okay i'm deciding okay because he wants to play cricket don't put your children in such situations don't compel them to accept the lord you can tell them lovingly tell them and make them understand and let them feel the need for salvation and then you can gently help them recently i was in a place just 3 weeks back and i was taking a bible study in a cottage meeting Uh, that was not a gospel meeting but i think i shared a little bit of gospel in that bible study and there was a little girl there a very small girl uh, studying at school and she wanted to be saved and she told her parents i want to be saved then the parents thought you know uh, she may not have understood what she said but as they were driving home she said i want to be saved when they got home this this child said i cannot wait any more you need to help me i want to be saved and when they were absolutely sure that she meant what she said they helped her and she accepted the lord and the next day they reported to me and said brother after yesterday's bible study our daughter accepted the lord i spoke to that girl she was one very happy so it is possible that children may come to the lord but never put pressure on them to make them compel compelling them to make a decision be very careful about leading them to the lord and also if they make a mistake after they profess faith don't question their salvation you know some parents oh you are not saved in the camp you said you were saved and you don't obey me now i don't think you are saved don't say like that have you done wrong things after you were saved parents we have all done so many wrong things after we were saved so then how dare we say that our child is not saved because she did a wrong thing so that's why what i said don't throw bible verses at your children like bombs don't question their salvation because they did something wrong so you can tell them you know as god's children you are not supposed to do this if you say you are saved you have to be careful you can tell such things but don't question their salvation and use bible verses to uh, uh, make them feel guilty of something that they did and finally just one more thing uh bring them to church 
and help them to feel at home in the church. Let them learn the importance of church fellowship as they grow up so that even when they go out from your house, they will still feel that church is very, very important. You need to maintain a congenial atmosphere without quarreling and backbiting and fighting in the church so that the children can grow up in a, in a favorable spiritual atmosphere that will help them in their spiritual life. Now, there are many more things that we can discuss, but uh, uh, the last maybe about 10 minutes or so, we can use for question answer or raising some concern. There are many more things that can be shared, but these are just some general tips that may be of help to some of us. As I said earlier, we need a lot of wisdom. Go to God and ask God for wisdom that God might give you wisdom, and I guarantee God will definitely give you wisdom if you ask God to give you wisdom. And with God's grace, though it is a difficult job, you can still do it because it is God who gave you his children, these children. If God gave you these children, God will also give you the grace to bring up these children. So have that confidence. Don't get discouraged because the world is getting very bad. Be happy, be encouraged, trust God, ask for God's wisdom, and God will help you to bring up your children in the ways of God. Now, would you please come up with some questions or some concerns, or as our brother said yesterday, something that you are able to do in your family that may be of help to other, uh, other families. Some good things in a family, if you share, you know, others can copy it. Others can be encouraged, and others can take it as an example. So only just a few minutes uh, Please feel free to share something. about situations where we need to take responsibility. But this is a situation which is beyond our, our control. You see, both the parents pass away or both of them become sick and there's no one to take care of them, situations like that. So that is something beyond us. That is not something that we can do anything about. So in such situations, I think we just have to trust that God will make a way. And he has done that. You know, we know uh, many orphan uh, children who were miraculously taken care of by God in God's providence and how God brought them up through somebody and how God blessed them and blessed their life. George Mueller is a very good example. If you read his life story, uh, he was one like that. But God brought him up to be a great man. So we were talking only about our responsibility. But in the event of something happening beyond our control and the parents uh, pass away or there is no one to take care of the children, you know, in such situations, 
we can trust God to take care of them in some special way. We do not know how God is going to take care of them. But we can definitely trust that if it is God who allowed that difficulty, and we can definitely trust God that in some way God will take care of them. We, do not, we cannot say in a predict in advance how God is going to do it. In each case, it may be, each case may be different. But you can always trust God that God will definitely take care of them through some means and bless their life. We have seen that happening in the lives of many, many, uh, many, many people. So the, our confidence and trust in God that God will take care, that is our refuge and strength in such situations. Come on, anything else? You know, when they ask questions <clears throat> not relevant to their age, and uh, even if you explain, they may not understand, you know. See, they may be big enough to ask questions, that they, but they may not be big enough to understand all the answers. See, a little child, as he sees an airplane flying up, that child can ask, hey, Dad, how is it that that airplane is not falling down? How, how is it uh, that it is flying up in the sky? See? That's a deep question. So, there is an answer at their level that you can give. But there is also an answer which they cannot understand, you know, all the details of science. So, when they ask questions beyond their age, I think these days, uh, uh, you know, children are much smarter than the olden days, I think, and they ask very difficult questions. And uh, so, when they ask such questions, I think... You need a lot of wisdom, as I said earlier, so you should always be prayerful that God will give you wisdom in dealing with your children. You can give them a mild answer in the sense, at the level, at the level of their understanding, you can give a small answer. And then you can tell them, when you grow up or when you go to higher classes, then you will be able to understand fully what the answer is. Now, at this stage, even if we explain, you may not understand all that. Because you haven't, uh, you know, you're in, you, you haven't come up in age and also in understanding. So give them uh, uh, an answer at their level and stop with that and also tell them later when you grow uh, higher, into higher classes, you will be able to understand this. So I will explain further later. So don't discourage him. Don't say don't ask such questions and don't say there is no answer. You can very lovingly say, this is the answer to that. So I'm explaining in a way that you can understand. But you cannot understand this fully. You can only understand this much. Later, when you grow up, I will give you a better answer so that you can understand it better. So you can say something like that and, you know, leave it at that and satisfy him at his level. He may not be fully satisfied, but give him uh, an answer that suits his understanding. And then explain to him, promise to him that later you will answer it better when he is in a better position to understand those things. Children ask all sorts of questions, you know that, right?
Lot of questions, yeah. You know, one child in our Sunday school asked, it's a Malayalam Sunday school, in, in our assembly, Lasar Malayali Arno. And the teacher said, No. You got it? Because in the Malayalam Bible it says Lazar come out in Malayalam. So he's asking, was he a Malayali? See, children think that way. <laughs> Very interesting questions. See, we cannot answer some of their, their questions. Very difficult to answer. That is why I said, uh, you know, we need to be always prayerful that we may answer them with wisdom. So shall we? Yeah, yes, brother. I think, uh, you know, it is the desire of the, of the uh, parents. Uh, some parents want their children to serve the Lord uh, on full time. So I think there is nothing wrong in the parents presenting their desire before God. In that sense, dedicating. You know, Lord, we have a son. We want to dedicate him to your work. And we want him to grow up as a servant of God. I think there's nothing wrong because that's a good desire for the glory of God. But what we need to be careful is we shouldn't make it a rule for that child saying, hey, you are dedicated for the Lord's work so you, you are not to go into anything. You can be praying that God might give that child the understanding to discern God's will for his life. See, like in my case, my mother had, uh, when I told my mother that I am quitting my job to come into full-time ministry, my mother said, when you were small, you know, that is when she said it, I had dedicated you for the Lord's work. Uh, uh, there was a time when I was terribly sick and it appeared that, I, that as if I'm going to die. Then my mother said, Lord, if you give him back, we will give him for the Lord's work. You know, that is the heart of a mother. I think there's nothing wrong in parents saying that. But... Uh, as far as the child is concerned, we should never say, oh, I've dedicated you for the Lord's work, so you have to go for the Lord's work. You can keep that in prayer that God might give this child the discernment, the wisdom to discern God's will for his life and make appropriate decision at the right time. So we shouldn't uh, make it a burden for the child, you know, because my parents have dedicated me, I have to go for the Lord's work. Uh, that is not how a child should go for the Lord's work. He should feel called and he should feel led of the Lord. But as far as the parents are concerned, I think there's nothing wrong in you know, uh, saying that we want to give this child to the Lord's work. I don't think there's anything wrong. But um, I think uh, 
how i look at it is 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 one thing that we have prayed for our children is god whatever is your plan for this child we want that to be fulfilled in the case of this child so one of my daughters is married to a full time worker and they are in full time ministry but the other two daughters they are married to people who are in secular employment but in their assemblies they are also serving the lord but not as full time so my opinion is that it is all right if the parents feel a burden like that there's nothing wrong in the parents dedicating their child and praying over it but that should not become a a a reason for the child to say that oh i can go only for the lord's work because my parents have dedicated me no the child should himself should feel called and led of the lord to do that otherwise he will just go out for somebody else's sake not for his own sake he should sense the leading of the lord and he should make the decision i think we'll pray and close the time is gone heavenly father we were talking about the need for divine wisdom without which we cannot handle any of these things we realize that it it is god who gives us children and it's our awesome responsibility to bring them up for god and we know that if we ask thee for wisdom you have promised to give us so we are encouraged by that thank you lord for helping our parents to bring us up in the ways of god and that is why we are in your presence uh, this afternoon and it's our prayer for our own children that they may all grow up in the grace and knowledge of our lord jesus christ we especially pray for young parents here that you will give them the grace and the wisdom to seek your mind concerning bringing up their children in this world full of struggles and full of problems lord grant them the grace and the wisdom to do the right thing at the right time that all their children may grow up to love the lord jesus and walk in his ways and above all help us to be good examples of living godly lives in front of our children thank you lord for such opportunities that we get to seriously think about these things so that we can implement these truths in our day to day practical life we thank you and offer this prayer in the name of our lord jesus christ amen Thank you Ankur for that session. Uh now we'll have the fun part of the camp, the indoor games. Uh but before that, one announcement by at 4:30 we'll be having the kids session. So parents with kids, please uh get them ready, uh, freshen them up and all. So it'll be at 4:30. Uh so parents, please make a note of that. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. You'll resume the kids session at 4:30. um any other announcements sorry the photori one yeah so just for the parents uh, just repeating again at 4:30 we'll be resuming the kids session so please uh, keep them ready uh, freshen them up and all of that so yeah is that good enough I call upon Jobin to please lead the session. <laughs> 